Hello and welcome to the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. Hey, Rick. How you been? Good. Good. You just got back from a trip. Indeed. I'm almost recovered from jet lag. Mostly. Eight hours of time shift is a lot for your body it to, is. To, to come back from. It's so. hard. But, it seems uh, to get harder every year yeah, is, too, as I get older. Uh, there, there is that, but you know, thankfully there's melatonin and stuff, but yeah, it's not the easiest thing, but the trip was, was amazing. It was so cool to be in that part of the world at this time of the year. Um, you were in some good cities too. Yeah. Prague, Vienna, um, and then up the Danube to uh, Nuremberg where we, we finished our we went to all the Christmas markets, um, saw all the buildings lit up at night. It was just Christmas. It just is very magical in that part of the world this time mm-hmm. of year. Um, mm-hmm. And I walked into the our our first morning with my group. We walked down. Uh, we were staying very near the the old town of in Prague. And so we just had a short, fairly short walk into the main square and they had all of the decorations and the booth set up and everything. And there was music was playing and, and, and the old square was, you know what I'm talking about? All the buildings. Oh, sure. And I'm like looking Gorgeous at the group spot. and I was like, we just stepped into a fairy tale. This is awesome. It was so good. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing place. So very much recommended traveling the winter time. Eh, it's not the best, it's not the most fun experience. A lot of times there's delays and snow and, you know, stuff you can run into with weather. We didn't exactly have wonderful weather, but we, we had a great time and um, highly recommend that, that experience. If you can do something like that, where you're, you know, we were on a river cruise for most of this. So it was very convenient that they had tours, but lots of independent exploration time as well. So it, it worked out for us and they fed us well. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to that in a minute because we're going to talk just briefly about, you know, some of the thought processes you were going through before the trip in terms of Mm -hmm. what you took and talk a little bit about how it worked out just a few minutes. But before we do that, we want to mention that, especially since the last one was so popular, we're going to do another um, Zoom hangout kind of thing. It's holidays. We'll have a holiday supporters. And, and hopefully there will be some new ones that register so they can participate. But the last one was a lot of fun. This will be on Saturday, December 30th. We'll do it at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Noon Pacific. And, yeah. And if you're in between there, you're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> at any rate, I won't say anything more about that. Um, but... Um, Please join us. It should be fun. It'll just yeah. be casual. It's an op- open chat, holiday hangout. Um, pour yourself a glass of mulled wine, you know? That's yeah. always a, a good thing to have. And uh, and we'll be there to, to chat with you. And again, it's open to all of our um, show supporter patron subscribers. So that's over at imagedoctorsphoto.com where you can, where you can uh, pledge to support our podcast. And we yep. do appreciate that. Um, it's yeah. helped us out a lot this year, actually, um, compared to what we used to do in the past. So, yeah, very, very thankful for that. So, yeah, we're we're running out of runway on 2023, Rick. Yeah, and it's almost we're almost there around coming around the corner. So, 
Um, so switching to our, well, what we're going to talk about today is what I already alluded to earlier. We'll spend a few minutes on that. And then we're going to talk a little bit about holiday family photos, holiday lights, other things like that. It's, it's a good time of the year to have some fun with that. And there is a little bit of remaining time because mm-hmm. um, usually those things are up at least around here until around New Year's time. So even well, after Christmas, you'll still find some of them up. Yeah. Holiday light displays tend to go through mm-hmm. at least New Year's in most places that we know about. Yep. So yeah, that's that's um, this is that we wanted to be topical with our, our timely manner. So we'll talk about that go. in just a minute. Um, so what were you going to ask me then about the other stuff? So I, I remember a couple of the things that you were debating, and and we talked about it more than just on the podcast. What exactly you were going to do in the way of bags? Mm, yeah. You know, backpack versus shoulder bag and the size of them, and then also. Um, you were thinking a little bit about what you were going to do with tripods. Right. So, you know, anytime you travel by air, things get a little bit messier. You know, you got to deal with, Mm -hmm. I have overhead space. Where, where will my bag fit? I always want to carry my camera gear on the plane period. The end. Yeah. And and I never want it to go in a checked bag situation ever. Um, Tripod. I can be a little bit. I've done that. More cavalier. And there are a few other things, kind of um, in that same spirit. That yeah. I've done. But the important and, stuff all comes with me. Right. So anything that's that you don't want to be without, so extra batteries and cables and chargers and computers, mm-hmm. you know, that all has to go in, and it adds up pretty pretty quickly. So what I ended up doing was, I I was able to fit all of my camera stuff into my little um, backpack that we talked about, the brevity. Mm-hmm. backpack and i did that because i really wanted to have a day pack as sort of my personal item carry on mm-hmm. it's big enough i could put my laptop in it i could put paperwork in it you know just more utilitarian than just a shoulder bag would have been mm-hmm. i mean this is form factor problems mm-hmm. but i packed my brand new billingham that you convinced me to <laughs> talk me into in a certain way the billingham um hadley small pro with one extra little attached module there. I packed that with stuff inside, just clothes in, in my uh, check bag. It went into a check bag and I had the freedom of doing that because my rollerboard carry on actually held quite a bit of stuff. In fact, if it hadn't mm-hmm. been for packing heavier clothes for winter time and an almost two week trip, I probably could have put almost everything in, in the roller bag and been, been happy with that. So that's what I ended up doing. And when we got to, frog i just unpacked the camera stuff and put it into the hadley pro bag mm-hmm. and and i and I, I i went out both and and what was nice about it is that it meant that and, i had and just to be clear it's the the pro small, small the small yeah. pro yeah um both are good bags but the small yep. is the more because i was shooting with the uh, om system stuff anyhow um that worked and and it meant that i had the day pack free to use as a day pack if i wanted to so mm-hmm. i could actually go out with both one, one thing i've just discovered with a lot of the backpacks is they're just not ideal for shooting from. You've got to take them off, put them down, whatever. I mean, they're just not, there's a few that are better than others. Some that we like, but this, you know, most of them, they just add a level of, of complication. You got to take stuff down, put it, put it down. So that's, that's what I ended up going with for, for the majority of the trip was just carrying 
stuff around in my Billingham bag and and that was perfect and I didn't fill it with with glass all the time there was room for other things to go in there if necessary um my souvenir mug from the Vienna Christmas market oh glue vine but yeah, yeah so what they do there is when you go up to order a mold yeah. wine a glue vine they give it to you in a ceramic mug and you put down an extra couple of euro as a deposit so you can return the mug and get your deposit back or you can keep the mug and just pay for it that's kind of nice and it's 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 uh <laughs> ecologically friendly too mm-hmm. don't, don't waste a lot of paper cups nice. so that was very cool ate ate a lot of things with strange names but they were all yummy <laughs> it was all very good and then the I tripod the, thing yeah yeah I, I i went ahead and brought my little Gitso traveler i really do like the the Gitso traveler tripods themselves because they're they're very sturdy and they fold up on themselves so they, they pack down pretty small and they're only about two pounds two two and change they're, it's it's not the size of the tripod it's the weight of the tripod that really starts to get heavy quickly if you're carrying it for extended distances while walking around a city in Europe, especially if you're not using it all the time. So what I found out were a couple of things, and this was just, you know, the 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 love hate relationship we have with tripods. I think when you go to the Christmas markets in or these crowded town squares in Europe or wherever, you really just don't want to use a tripod, even if right. you could have used a tripod you just don't want to use a tripod and the other thing i discovered was that i was using the om1 and it's ibis system that you've raved about in the past i mean it really is that good mm-hmm. and i didn't need to hand hold I, mean, I didn't need a tripod for iso or exposure reasons i was shooting a lot of the time right at the base ISO of that camera. Even as indoors in cathedrals that were fairly dimly lit, even at F4, which was the aperture of my lens that I had. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my shots that we were joking about it, but I came home with some somewhere around 1,600 total captures. Over 1,300 of them were shot at ISO 200, which is the base of right. the camera. Right. And I only had like 50 or 45 photos that were a thousand or higher ISO. So I was just never in those zones. I think a good exercise for people to have that have newer cameras that have some of these good IBIS systems in there, because there's several out there mm-hmm. you know, in terms of brands that are. Oh, good. absolutely. I think Olympus is, or OM systems is probably the best, but there's, there's several others that are. Yeah, right they're, they're all doing really well but figure out where your personal limits are yes so that you know what you can comfortably get away with at wide angles you know longer focal lengths because that might might be sufficient yeah and the setting that is key here and we might as well throw out a tech tip right um most of the time when you're shooting handheld i know you and i most often use auto iso right I mean, mm-hmm and the auto ISO settings, when you're using something like aperture priority, you have to give it a low shutter speed limit to know when it should start bumping your ISO up. How slow can the shutter speed go? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them will have an auto option. 
And that auto option is usually equivalent to one over the focal length, the, the traditional rule of thumb. And we've seen this with Nikon cameras, with Olympus, you know, whatever. They all do this. But when your IBIS system is this good, that's overkill. <laughs> so if you go, and what this is what I did. I just looked around. I just took a bunch of shots. What shutter speed, for certain focal length combinations, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. lenses. But I, I asked myself, what shutter speed can I get away with hand-holding reliably without bracing myself or going through any kind of contortions? How slow can it really get down when I'm shooting a wide, a relatively wide scene, not doing crazy close-ups or something, you know, just, you know, like a town square in, a, in Europe. And the answer for me was a quarter of a second. <laughs> you know, again, this sure. is with wider lenses. I can go slower than I have shot slower than that. In fact, I shot some two second exposures of moving cars, but I was yeah, leaning so up I. against a post. You know, I was bracing yeah. myself in some right. kind of way. You're not going to do it one second exposure necessarily um, handheld, but a quarter of a second was not a, not an issue. As a result, I was always shooting at fairly low ISOs until it got dark. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a personal thing though. You got to figure it out. You know, each lens might be different. Um, you know, one, one feature that I wish that OM had that Nikon has is that you can, you can adjust the auto setting to be slower or faster. Um, it has a slider. The OM cameras don't have that. I'd love to see that feature, but you know, if you got that, you could say, Oh, well, go one or two stops slower than one over. Right. The focal length though anyway but yeah we've both had um success with that and i know you told me about it a long time ago how you were doing this i just couldn't believe it <laughs> until i actually went out there so That's i used the tripod freakish. exactly one time on the trip but i did use it it was it was yeah. for, for 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 very long exposures where i was trying to get moving lights and stuff but yeah. it was very liberating to walk around a city square you know wherever being on a or taking a subway or being on a bus with a small bag didn't weigh my shoulder down when I had extra lens or two in there and being extremely agile and I could get around and, and cause there were just places where I wouldn't have been able to set up a tripod, even if I wanted to. Yeah. And so that, that isn't a bad transition into the, to the main topic, which, you know, includes things like holiday lights and mm -hmm. family photos and things like that. Um, find that lower limit for yourself because at least if you don't have a, a subject that's moving or you don't mind the subject moving because sometimes you want that intentional mm -hmm. blur um, you might be able to skip the tripod and the other thing to think about is all the ridiculously good noise reduction software right. that's out there so you can crank the iso and in crowded situations and stuff boy is it nice not to have a tripod yeah i mean it's it's the accessory that is really useful but boy does it it comes with some limitations at times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, that was, that was great. But yeah, moving on this time of the year, the, the, there's two kinds of pictures that most of us want to take this time of year, family photos. Cause it's your holiday picture. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you want to do pictures of the holiday displays or lit buildings or whatever might be indoor or outdoor. Mm -hmm. So how do you approach that? You want to start with the family photos first? Well, I think for family photos, they're hard. You got to get the family can, all smiling. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, well, let's, let's talk a little about little kids in particular because they're fun to photograph, right? 
when they sit still. Yes. When they sit still, which is always hard. But one of the things that you can do to encourage them is to give them something to concentrate on, to play with, whatever. And those can be kind of cool photos where they're, they're not staring back in the camera and smiling. It's more a matter of them actually doing something and having fun doing it and getting those shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can, you know, it can be toys or whatever, maybe a brand new one that they've um, just received. But I think, uh, at least for me, I think what what I like are, are the ones that are naturally lit. I tend to prefer those over flash. You can sure. do clever things with flash and get it more natural looking. But, you know, again, with the great noise reduction software and everything, you can shoot in dim conditions mm-hmm. um, without flash and get nice natural looking photos. Um, I think it's useful to get down low so that you're at their level, you're not shooting down at them. And that's where you can use the tilting screens and stuff to really help. Um, but, you know, have something going on. Have, have them doing something. Now, if it's Expressions. daytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's daytime and not, you know, so if you have everyone coming over for dinner and you want a family photo, I mm-hmm. can understand the flash might want to come mm-hmm. out or, or something. Heck, sure. you could even use your phone. Right. You could, yeah. you know, if it, depending on what you're trying to do with the picture, if you just need everyone and, you know, the phones do really well indoors, quite frankly. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing that I see all the time and it's easy to mess up is that if you think about your, your scenario where you're in a room and it's lit because you have windows open, right? All the light is coming in, no matter which direction you point, you're almost going to be shooting into a window you don't want to ever put somebody in front of that so you want to have your back to a window so that the person the subject whoever that might be is in is getting front lit from that window use that because there's it's so challenging otherwise you'll just get so many backlit shots um or at the very least try to get side lighting mm -hmm. right because that can be nice too sure sure but that that lighting control is challenging for any kind of indoor photography especially the natural light type and and it's just getting it getting it right i mean um my parents have this great deck up in the mountains there's you know the on their house it faces south it's always got the sun coming you know into it there's never Mm -hmm. a way to shoot that so i'm either doing something on the side or using fill flash yeah it's it's very difficult but if you just wanted your ugly sweaters, you could do a, you know, you know, I don't think this is the time of year where you really want to be setting up light stands and multiple flashes. No. I mean, you could do that, but that would get kind of messy and it's just hard. Um, the other thing too, is that unless you've got a really compliant cooperative subject, you might want to stop down a little bit for these other, you know, especially for group shots to get everybody in focus when you think yeah. yes. that's, that can be very challenging. I mean, even two people together, if one person is in front, you know, focus on the person in front, the nearest person, but even a foot apart, when you're doing portraits type stuff, you're going to get a soft person. Yeah. It's it's really a problem. I've often just kind of coached people on getting at the, helping me get them at the same distance and why. And then once I've done that, um, it it works out pretty decently, but yeah. Stopping down a little bit F4-ish, you know, is not a bad zone to be in for 
stuff like that. The other thing that, so, so those are your people pictures this time of year, but I think your suggestion is a good one, you know, get the kids holding something, you know, mm -hmm. a cookie or a toy or whatever, and just make it about the, that rather than just sort of some kind of forced here, look at the camera thing. Yeah. Those it's just hard. Um, Unru unwrapping packages. Yeah, that can be good. They usually have a strong focus on what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Now, if you were going to use a flash, like you were saying, you know, things like bounce flash, indirect, mm -hmm. or, or even just being able to get it up using a diffuser dome, just something like that to just soften up that light. Um, we're not you talking can bounce about going it off of a wall. Yeah, you don't have to go full Joe McNally. <laughs> And yeah. have a bunch of last of light grips and stuff like that. It's it's okay, but um, I mean, if you can do that, great. But what happens, I find most of the time, and this is where I really struggle. You go to somebody's house, or they come to your house. You get your camera out, you or you bring your camera, and guess what? You never end up using it because nobody, everybody's too busy with the party, and then you got to say, "Stop! We're going to take the picture now." So it can it can be very difficult to get holiday pictures. Now, if you want to get pictures of the fun stuff in the holidays, we can move on to things like holiday lights and ornaments and other kinds of subjects mm -hmm. and architecture, because that's also really fun this time of year. So, yeah. um, you know, we've both done that in the past. Obviously, I just spent a whole almost two weeks doing some of this stuff, trying yeah. to not get people in my pictures as much. One of the things I've done a fair amount, my wife and I going down there sometime in the next couple of days is there's a very nice hotel here in Colorado Springs called the Broadmoor, which you ever, if you ever saw the first Austin Powers movie, it was shown at the end of the movie and it's where Austin and Vanessa honeymooned. But at any rate, it's a, it's a beautiful older hotel. Oh, behave. Oh, behave. Yes. <laughs> Never. I, I'm not going to repeat some things that I almost did. They would have been rude. Um, any rate, um, they do a wonderful job with all the holiday decorations. You know, they have huge gingerboard cars or houses inside and, you know, lit up trees and then outside it's really nice. So it's, it's a fun place to, for us to go for a walk and see that stuff. And I'll usually bring a camera along and do a little bit of photography. Um, it's nice to do it at the blue hour. And you and I did some nice shooting there one time yeah, during time the blue hour. That was, that was with tripods even. <laughs> That was with tripods. That was a long time ago. But even during the daytime, it's nice. You know, the wreaths and all the other decorations um, are up and around. And comes down you know, to the kind of lighting you you know the yeah you can do you the, get an overcast day. It can be kind of nice or a little cloudy. Yeah. yeah, it actually is a good time to do it. Yeah, Christmas decorations in full sun are a little bit tough, but mm -hmm. um, but yeah, if you can be there at the blue hour, which again is. Um, if, if you're a listener of the show, you know we talk about it all the time, but that's about 30 minutes after sunset, give or take. Mm -hmm. And it lasts for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And if you have the opportunity for, especially with buildings that are lit with, you know, incandescent or at least incandescent color, uh, you know, color temperature lights, then you get the blue and gold combo, the blue sky everything and it's, it's, and it's a pretty intense blue it's really cool yeah it's it's excellent and 
you know, when I've looked through my photos from my trip, for example, I have pictures from when we were in places in the daytime and they're okay. And then I have my blue art pictures and those are the ones that I like. So they, they really can be nice. Another fun thing to do as well. I think when we were out there is like, if you're going to take some photos or portraits, you know, with the lights as a setting, that's a really nice time to use a fast lens and shoot it kind of wide open and get the bokeh, mm-hmm. you know, get the out of focus holiday lights. That can be a really good look. You can yep. even do that with a flash, um, you know, just shoot, shoot that, uh, that way. So that can be really fun. Um, and then close-ups, reflections and ornaments. Those are also fun shots, things where you can mm-hmm. have subject isolation, shallow depth of field, that sort of thing. So at least that's what I, trying to do um, yeah and then i would add into it um if you you're going places like that they're typically going to be a number of other people out um find ways of including them in shots too you know candid ones mm-hmm. can just give a different feel to the place you don't want to necessarily come back with the shots that look like where you went was abandoned and you know no. post-apocalypse <laughs> No, but I'll tell you one thing, you know, I, I struggle with this. And one of the things I did on my recent trip was I, I, you know, you're on crowded streets. Mm -hmm. The people are part of the scene. There's no Mm -hmm. way I would love it if there weren't any there. Cause I was just trying to get the, the old alleyways and streets and cobblestones, but the people are on the streets. So I found that by using a slower shutter speed, like quarter to half a second sometimes even a second um you know going back to this really excellent stabilizing system that our cameras have and the ability to shoot that way now i have the people moving but they're blurred Mm -hmm. they're an element in the scene but they are not the subject anymore Mm -hmm. and i really liked how some of those turned out because it gave you that feel there's people walking on the streets it is christmas time but creates energy in the photo you don't know who these people are. It doesn't matter. It's not a, it's not a picture of Bob. It's a, you know, or whatever. It's just, there's people there. So they just become an element. And I liked mm-hmm. that. And yeah. I was able to shoot one second exposure handheld on a few, a few occasions. Not the easiest thing to do, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, fun, fun times. Um, what else? Uh, I think that's pretty much the topic for this week. We, we uh, spare you the, um, the pain of um, airing grievances for Festivus. <laughs> we'll, we'll skip that this time. Yeah. But we do wish everyone a happy Festivus. It's coming up. And um, if don't forget our hangout on Zoom for all of our Patreon supporters, imagedoctorsphoto.com. We'll also post information on our Facebook page. Uh, Saturday, December 30, 30th, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Until next time. Happy shooting. All right. Bye-bye.